Hey guys, a little bit of wedge play talk today. Really important part of my game and a huge turning point for me in my golf life was when I figured out how to hit some distance wedges. Those little pesky half wedge shots. And I want to arm you with um, the starting point for getting to know what your wedges do, how far the ball carries, and you're going to feel a lot, lot more comfortable over these shots if you can put in just a little bit of time here. Enjoy it. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. So I want to get into something really simple for you guys. And um, I think if you're working on your game indoors, you could probably get away with, um, if you can get on a TrackMan or some sort of launch monitor, you might be able to work on this as well. Um, but I am, those of you who know me, know that I'm a big, big fan of working on your wedge play. So, uh, and when I say wedge play, I'm not talking about, you know, full wedges from 100 yards. I'm talking about the wedges that are distance control wedges. So whatever the number is inside of your shortest full wedge shot, all the way to up until pitches from around the green. So for me, that's that's probably about 75 yards down to maybe 30 yards. And so those little half wedge shots are a huge part of the game. Uh, Dave Pels figured out that that was the biggest correlation to money earned on the PGA Tour when he conducted three years worth of analysis on the PGA Tour. And that was what he was looking for, was what factor of the game correlated to money earned on the PGA Tour. It wasn't chipping, it wasn't putting, it wasn't driving. It was these distance wedges. And if you really think about it, um, the math that he used is all laid out in the Dave Pell's Short Game Bible. It's a spectacular book. I recommend it for everybody out there. Um, but it, it came down to, of all things, putting statistics. So on the PGA Tour, the 50% make range on the PGA Tour is roughly about 7 feet. And when you get outside of about 12 feet or so, it drops below 20%. And so statistically speaking, you got to be hitting a ball inside of about 10 feet to the hole if you statistically want to have a good, solid, a reasonable chance of making it. And so what he figured out was if you're working on five irons from 185 yards and you hit a perfect five iron right at the flag and you hit it up there about 15 feet from the hole, or you hit a squirrely five iron that, you know, lands on the front of the green and bumps up there, and you got 40 feet to the hole. Those are both statistically two putts, and there's not a big differential in your score between hitting pure five irons and so-so five irons. But with distance wedges, the difference between hitting a so-so shot from 60 yards is 15 feet for good players right whereas a good wedge player knocks one up there to four or six feet and that's statistically a make versus a miss and those are your one shot differentials so this to me was a huge huge turning point in my life and my game when i read that book because it took a part of the game that i absolutely feared i hated 
those 60 yard wedge shots, I would lay it back to 100 yards every time and hit my full 56 degree instead of having a little 60 yard shot. And once I figured out how to hit those shots and play those shots with confidence, even when I was really nervous, um, it changed my golf life. And all of a sudden I started feeling like I was going to hold these things instead of how do I survive it without embarrassing myself, you know, sculling it and chunking it. And um, I know all those fears very well because I've had them. So I want to arm you with a little step-by-step to get you through those shots. And even if you're working on it indoors, what I want you to work on doing is take your favorite wedge. For most players, that might be a 56 degree. So you might have a lob wedge, a sand wedge, gap wedge, pitching wedge, whatever you have. Um, Take your trusty wedge and next time you go to the range, or the next few times you go to the range, because it's good to do this on different days because your body's feeling different, things like that. Um, work on and, and hit, you know, it could be 10, it could be 20, 9 o'clock to 9 o'clock swings. So what I mean by that is a motion where your hands, you think of your hands as being, uh, you know, the hour, the, the hour hand of, on a clock. Take it back to waist height, so 9 o'clock. I guess it's 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. <laughs> it's, so 9 o'clock on the way back and 3 o'clock on the follow-through. Okay, so halfway back, halfway through, and that gives you a repeatable rhythm, um, a, a, a repetitive sort of power source. We're not trying to hit the ball hard. What we're trying to do is swing it in our own comfortable, natural rhythm that takes the club from that 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And what I want you to chart is, as accurately as you can, try to chart your carry distances, average carry distances for those shots. And for me, I think mine with my 56, I actually play with a 55 right now, I think it's a I think it's 56 yards. Um, coincidentally, I think it's the the actual loft of the club. Um, but so it's really like where a full shot for me goes about 100 yards. So these are literally like just little baby swings, nine o'clock to three o'clock. And what happens is with these half swings, you are going to add. You're effectively adding clubs in your bag because you have a swing with a particular club that carries the ball a certain distance day in and day out. It's not just a a 50 or 60 yard shot should not just be all feel for you. It shouldn't be laying the club open a little bit, maybe opening your stance a little bit and then taking it back and hitting it sort of three quarters in your mind because all of those factors vary from day to day. Whereas If you're making a 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock swing with a square club face and a consistent setup, the ball will fly the same distance every time. And if you have that as a benchmark, you can always divert from that to make the ball carry a little bit further or a little bit bit less, right? You can, instead of taking it back to 9 o'clock, you can bring it back to 8.30 or whatever. So I would actually do that with all of your wedges and make note of the carry yardages 
and a mental note as well for the trajectories, like how high, how soft, um, take a peek at how far the ball is rolling out, those sorts of things. Um, what I used to do was uh, I'd get back and I'd pace it off and um, I'd have, I'd, I'd either lay some things out there, you know, that, that I would hit to and I'd be able to see where the ball lands or if I knew that the front edge of a green was 50 yards and the ball kept landing just a couple yards short of that or on whatever, you got, you got a frame of reference. Figure out your carry yardages for your 9 o'clock swings and use that as your benchmark so you're effectively adding um, a very, very well-defined half shot, new clubs in your bag for those shots, and I assure you that as you get to know these shots and these yardages, they're really, really going to help your confidence level for those types of shots, and I hope that helps you guys. Hope I think um, I hope that helps you hit it inside of that seven-foot range or that ten-foot range a little bit more often, and create those shot differentials when you um, you know you're up there close on a par four, or you had to punch out of the woods on a par four, or you're close to the green in a par five, and it gives you a better chance of getting up and down, and uh, really, really going to help your score, and it's going to help ease that stress level too. So hope that's good stuff, guys. Hey, if you like my stuff, guys, be sure to subscribe, share it with your buddies and shoot me any questions you have. I'll be sure to do my best to tackle it in my next episode. Thanks, guys.